Welcome to the Sunday Soother Advice Cast, a podcast that takes your dilemmas and gives you insightful advice about how to get to know yourself better and live life in a more meaningful way. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a writer and holistic personal development coach and author of the Sunday Soother newsletter. Here, I'll take your questions, reframe your narratives, and give you actionable advice that I promise you will actually have you thinking about how to do things in a different way. Hey everybody, Catherine here, your host of the Sunday Soother podcast. Sunday Soother is a podcast newsletter and community dedicated to practical spirituality and finding ways to live a more intentional and mindful life. And here we are going into week three-ish, I think, (laughs) time is a flat circle of social distancing, stay-at-home orders, and everything else attendant with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I'm doing okay over here. I feel incredibly lucky all things uh, to be accounted for. You know, I have a home, my family is safe and healthy. Um, I'm here with my boyfriend, we have plenty of food. Income stuff is a little up in the air, but that's something I can't control right now. And it's something that I trust I'll be able to work out um, when the time comes, if and when I need to. And overall, just totally blessed, grateful, feel like I have all the resources I need right now. And um, I'm hoping the same for you too. And what I know, though, from talking to my clients and reading emails from Sunday Soother folks and just, you know, like the obvious is that there's a lot of fear floating around right now out there. And I wrote this a couple weeks ago in the Sunday Soother and it sounds kind of ridiculous to say out loud and I almost don't want to say it for fear of jinxing myself, but I don't, I'm feeling a lot of things. I do feel anxiety and concern and weirdly I feel a lot of creativity in this time. I feel really called to create resources and messages that are useful and helpful and reassuring to people. You know, I feel gratitude and I feel sadness, um, but I don't feel a lot of fear. And, you know, I acknowledge that that could change at any moment. Um, I don't feel fear, I think, because of all the things that I said up front that I am blessed and privileged in so many ways to know that day to day I am safe and provided for. And I think one of the reasons I also don't feel so much fear right now is because of the mindfulness practices that I've engaged with with the last few years. Um, Because the reality is I used to be, and I'll write about this in an upcoming Sunday Soother, I I used to be a person who was scared literally all the time. I... (laughs) I have distinct memories of being like six years old in my home, piling, as I was falling asleep, piling my sheets and stuffed animals on top of me because... I was convinced that there was going to be like a home invasion and I was, that was like the best way to protect me was to have as many stuffed animals on top of me as possible. You know, I used to be terrified of things like public speaking or getting less than an A on a project. Um, You know, my fear really shot into the stratosphere when my mother had breast cancer when I was in high school. And then after that, she's in remission and she has been for, you know, like 25 years, which I'm so grateful for. Um, But after that, I developed a fear of flying that went on for, I mean, still a little bit to this day exists, but it was so bad that I wouldn't get on a plane for three years for like from the time I was like 19 to 22, I did not get on a plane. And then even after that, for like another 10 or 15 years, I would only get on planes like when I basically absolutely had to and I had to have Xanax to get on the flight. So there was a fear of flying. 
um, after two significant breakups in my late 20s and early 30s, I developed an enormous fear of abandonment. So fear has run my life for a long time, and it was a, a, a total driver of many choices that I made in my life. I operated not out of what I, I wanted or thought I could achieve, but I operated out of fear-based decision-making. You know, I was trying to um, protect myself, and in doing so, when you're operating out of uh, fear, you're really just making yourself small and limiting yourself and making decisions that may feel practical or safe in the moment, but that ultimately don't serve you. So I really have dedicated my own personal growth work of the last few years to not letting fear control me anymore. Um, and I actually remember, so I did my life coach certification through an organization called New Ventures West, and it was a really intense year long coaching certification. And at the end, um, and it was a coaching certification, but it was also like definitely a personal development program alongside of it. And I mean, for me, I just grew and blossomed in dozens of ways that I never would have otherwise through that year and through that program. And at the end, we had, you know, our graduation ceremony and it's like 25 of us all in a room, um, some hotel in the suburbs of D.C. And we are all encouraged to say whatever our final words we wanted to say were. And we're basically like all crying and sobbing and like it's very emotional and we're all very proud of ourselves, but also have been through the ringer and back through this program. And I didn't know what I was going to say. And when my mouth opened up, I went on like this very emotional tirade about how I was never going to be afraid again. And I was not going to allow fear to make me small. And I was going to operate out of what I wanted my highest self to do going forward. And I was going to be courageous and bold. And I've tried to do that ever since, because I didn't realize really until that moment how much fear had been holding me back in my entire life. And I didn't want to operate that way anymore. And so I think that has really helped me now to not feel fearful, right? Like I do feel concerned and anxious and I'm trying to be practical, but I'm trying not to be afraid because I saw how much it limited me for nearly 40 years and I never wanted to feel that way again. So I know that that um, is not the norm for most people, right? Like this is a very fearful and scary time. And so I wanted to take some of the practices that I've used in moving away from fear and offer them up to you guys um, because I think this is actually, you know, coronavirus and stay at home is, you know, it's, I'm not going to say like a blessing in disguise or anything, but there are opportunities here, right? There are opportunities to turn inwards. Right now, we are all possibly coming face to face with some of our deepest fears that we've been able to distract ourselves from for, for decades, right? And so... I'm wondering if we can look at this time as an opportunity to engage with some of those fears so that we can work through them and that we can come out of this experience collectively bolder and braver and more mindful than before. So, you know, if you feel like fear is running your life, I want you to listen to these tips with a mind towards how can it be different for you afterwards, right? Can you use this time to engage with some of your deepest fears and vulnerabilities and really look them in the eye so that you can then learn to no longer be afraid of them and they are no longer in the driver's seat of your life? Okay, so I'm going to list 10 ways that I think we can mindfully engage with fear 
Um, and know that a c- upcoming Sunday Soother newsletter is going to be about this too. So the resources will be written down for you somewhere. So let's get started. Okay, one. Fear is normal. Okay. And it's emotion that we as humans evolved to have for very good reasons. So it's okay and common to feel fear. But because we feel it does not mean that we have to make decisions from that emotion, right? So I think we sometimes think like, if I'm feeling it, then I have to act accordingly, right? Like if I'm feeling panicked, then I have to make panic decisions. No, you can let allow yourself to feel panicked and then observe that feeling and then choose your actions and response differently, actually, okay? So my number one thing is, you know, normalize fear. It's okay to have it. It shouldn't be scary to have fear because it is a totally common emotion for humans to have. But you got to really check if you're letting fear make all of the decisions in your life. So experience it, acknowledge it, but don't let it run the show, okay? So number two is we have to have self-compassion around our fear. So a big part of my coaching practice and sort of my message to the world is self-observation, compassionate curiosity around our emotions and feelings, okay? Um, Because what many of us have been trained to do is classify some emotions as quote-unquote bad or negative and then push them away and just try to pretend they don't exist. What that does is subsume the emotions, it intensifies them actually, Um, and so it doesn't help us process them or work with them. So in order to learn about your fear, you have to have compassion for it and you have to have self-compassion for yourself as you fear fearful. So this means you can allow the fear to exist. You can acknowledge it. You can feel it. You can talk to it. You can coach yourself and soothe yourself a little bit and say like, this is scary. I'm experiencing fear right now. And I have compassion for you, fear, and I know you're here to teach me a lesson, right? So don't try to pretend you're not scared is the biggest advice I would give in this this bullet point, right? And try not to distract yourself from the fear. Um, Distracting can somehow, you know, can sometimes look like drinking too much alcohol or numbing out with your screens or... So self-compassion for the fear might be writing a letter to your fear or talking to your fear out loud as if it were a person that you're welcoming inside of your home, okay? Because... The fear, emotions show up because they want to be seen because they're trying to tell you something, okay? And if you just keep shutting the door in their face, they're going to just keep knocking over and over again and louder and louder and louder. So you got to invite it into your home and have a conversation with it. Okay, number three, name the fear, right? Like a lot of us are afraid right now, but I bet we have uh, like wildly varying fears right now. Some of us may be scared we're going to get sick. Some of us may be scared. Our family member is going to get sick. Some of us are like, oh my God, I'm, I got laid off and I'm not going to have any money, right? Like, so in order to engage with an emotion, we must name it as specifically as possible. So name your fear, like write it down. What are you most afraid of? Um, you know, of course you might be afraid of many things, but let's just start with one that feels like the most pressing fear. If you can sort of sit down with it and write out a sentence, like I am afraid of X. Okay. And then number four, I want you to dive deep to understand what you're really afraid of, right? Because for every fear you list, and like if you if you are listing like one fear, um, there's probably something else underneath it, right? Like so, I think a common fear right now would be like my family will die, or like everybody I love will die, or this person I love will die. 
but the fear or like next level of that might actually be like, I'm afraid of being left all alone. Okay. So, you know, you could be like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. Something under that is like, I'm afraid I will not have resources in this world to survive. Okay. So like kind of get a little bit deeper from whatever the first fear that pops up is to get to sort of like a more core emotion and core fear around that. And then number five, it can be useful to work to understand if there's a childhood experience that makes this particular fear feel overwhelming and unique to you. Okay. So our fears, the reason some of us have fears that feel like right now, some people are really afraid of losing their jobs and some people are not. And some people are really afraid of losing a loved one. And some people are not like we each have like super unique and individual fears and whatever like your biggest fear is. You're probably so scared of it because you already experienced it to some degree, okay? Which means, I mean, one, which I just want to tell you means you already survived it. So hopefully that's a little bit helpful to think about that way. Um, But it, it might be so unique to you because it's something you've already experienced. And if you can understand where and how you experienced that and why it was so traumatic for you, you can start to make a little more sense of it. And probably this experience came in childhood, which is when we are, you know, having some of the most um, impactful events that we are then holding on to later in life, um, even if we don't realize it. So you know, try to understand, was there a particular scenario around money? Was there a particular scenario around abandonment? Was there a particular scenario around illness in your childhood, right? And that you learned a story, a fear story around that particular event. So number six, I'm going to take a sip of wine, excuse me. I want you to develop a worst case scenario plan for that fear. So I, um, This, like, one of my fears, it took me so long to leave my full-time corporate job and career. I was so scared. I was so scared because I was, like, it was either, like, my, the way I thought about it was so black and white. I was, like, I'm either employed or I'm homeless and on the streets. Like, I don't know why, but that was just it. There was no in-between for me. And so when I engaged with the fear of, like, being homeless or a total, you know, having zero money and zero resources... I could then be more practical and think about a multitude of realities of how this would actually play out. So say I launched my business, I made zero money, and I burned through all of my savings. Like, what would happen was not not that I would immediately be homeless. Like, there would be a lot of steps in between there, right? Like, I could stay with family, I could stay with friends, I could sell my condo. So it helped me, like, get rid of this black and white fear thinking around like what my worst case scenario was. So then I could plan for it a little better, better, which made me realize it wasn't so scary, which made me able to do it. Okay. So devise your, you know, think of your worst case scenario and write it down and then be like, okay, what are like all of the steps before that would actually happen? Number seven, I'm big on affirmations and mantras to get you through challenging and fearful times. So I think it could be useful to create a fear mantra. Um, you know, I'm scared, but I can do hard things. I'm scared, but I will not allow my fear to make my decisions for me, right? Something, whatever works for you, like a sentence you can say to yourself to coach yourself through moments of fear. You know, you can write it on an index card and tape it to your mirror and repeat it to yourself in the mornings. Like fear does not rule my decisions. 
play around with it. You will find one. You'll know when you find one that's emotionally resonant for you because you'll like perk up. You'll be like, ooh, that sentence is saying something, right? So use that sentence, the one that really like resonates with you. Number eight. Oh my God, this, to be honest, like I think this is one of the most important ones on there because it's one of the ones that we talk about the least when it comes to anxiety and fear. I need you guys to upgrade your nervous system, okay? We... We may not realize this, but I I think a huge percentage of this country and even of this globe is operating from a nervous system that is still in fight or flight mode, which means it's a very overworked, overactive nervous system. Something traumatic happened to us at some point in our youth, our adolescence, or our 20s or whatever, and we're stuck in that state of terror from that traumatic event. We've never gotten back to our regulated nervous system. So I think one of the reasons, I think a huge reason one of that, one of the reasons this is so challenging for all of us is that we don't have like a safe physical body and safe regulated nervous system from which to react to, right? Like an over, you know, if you, if you have like kind of a whacked out nervous system, it's just like you're really jumpy, you're super anxious, like you, you feel like big emotions like all the time that overwhelm you, right? And so we want to really regulate our nervous systems, like because we got to think of ourselves as containers for fear and for other emotions. Like, the more solid and stable and big the container, the more overwhelming emotions it can handle and process with regularity, okay? So what do I mean? Like, what are some ways we can get our nervous system back into sort of a more regulated state? Meditation. I mean, you may as well call me the meditation bully. If you're listening to this and you are not meditating yet, who are you? Why are you listening to this podcast? Do you even know me? Like, go to my Instagram TV. There are a few guided meditations there. Go to Insight Timer. Do three minutes of meditation a day, okay? Go to, actually, the video that I created on my Instagram TV for um, tips for empaths, because a lot of that is going to help regulate your nervous system, whether or not you consider yourself an empath. Um, grounding practices, like be taking baths with salt, be touching the earth, be outside in nature, breath work, you know, regulate your nervous system through like yogic breathing, alternate nostril breathing, like other breathing practices you can Google, okay? Um, stretching, yoga, like these are the things that expand and settle your nervous system so that when emotions come, you are not completely knocked off your ass by them, right? You are like a stable and healthy and totally um, regulated container. To You can have these emotions, right? You're still going to have emotions, but they're not going to completely engulf you and just totally knock you off your path. You're going to be that container, right? For those emotions, then you can process those emotions and then the emotions will move on. So I don't know, just Google your nervous system, figure it out. (laughs) Like this is an important one. I'm not um, like certified in anything to do with nervous system practices, but it's, it's just so important to, to have that container and be, be taking care of your body in this time. um, So you don't let fear overwhelm you. Okay, that was number eight. So number nine, um, consider, you know, I'm like definitely a hype person for considering challenging situations as opportunities. So consider this as an opportunity for you to engage with your deepest fears and that it's a learning experience. So again, this kind of relates back to the affirmation or the mantra, like, just be like, I am learning from this experience. I am up-leveling from this experience. When you get scared, you can just breathe and tell yourself, 
This is scary, but I am learning more and more about myself and this fear every second I am present for it. Okay. That's actually a pretty good one. Like this is scary, but I am learning more and more about myself and this fear every second I am present for it. Okay. So you are, it's, it's hard, it's scary, but you are learning about yourself. And if you are truly there for that fear, it, it's not something that's going to rule you going forward because you have looked it straight in the eye and said like, I am not going to run away from this this time. And then it's like, you look at, you, you shine a, a sunbeam on the boogeyman and it's just gone. Okay. Okay. And then number 10, last one, even when you're scared, Envision your highest, most courageous self. What would she do if the fear did not control her? Then aim to do that and get closer to taking that action each and every day. So if you didn't have this fear, what would you do? Imagine those scenarios, feel into those scenarios. I mean, obviously, like, I don't, I'm not saying like, if you were not afraid of coronavirus, you would go around like skipping in the grocery store and high-fiving everybody. Okay, like, I don't... (laughs) want you to do that right now. That is not what I'm saying. But if you have a decision where you are operating from a scared place, a small place, um, I want you to consider what would it look like if you were not feeling that fear and what decision would you make then? Of course, then please apply a layer of practicality to it because we are in really strange times and sometimes the normal decision you might make doesn't actually apply for this time. Um, But act as if you weren't scared. Just envision, just allow for that possibility for one moment to lean into what would it feel like to just not feel this fear and what kind of decisions would I be making and lean into those. Okay, so that's it, you guys. Those are my 10 tips for engaging mindfully with fear. I hope they helped you. Um, I would love to hear from you if you have your own tips for engaging with fear or how you have moved through your own fears. Um... I would love, I've never asked for this before, but I would love if you went to iTunes and left a review for the Sunday Soother. Um, I think I have a message that is important for some people to hear right now. And that is really one of the easiest ways to get it out there and help other people learn that they don't have to be afraid um, all the time, you know, whether it's right now or in the future. You can also screenshot um, the podcast on your, on your podcast app and upload it to Instagram and tag me. I'm at Catherine Andrews on Instagram and, um, just stay well, stay safe, stay bold, you know, let's be practical and sensible and let's proceed with caution, but let's not let fear make the decisions in our lives these days. I want us to come out of this. I really want us to come out of this with a different world. You guys, I want so much to change about the way that we operate, the way that we treat ourselves, the way that we treat other people, the way that we engage with vulnerable populations. And I really think, I really think sensitive and empathetic people, I want us to be leading the way for change going forward, which means we're really going to have to like step it up in this period. Like this is like, you know, a training ground for us in some ways to engage with our fears, engage with the overwhelm, engage with the emotional overload and come out of it on the other side stronger because it is our responsibility to the world to do that. So we can create the big, beautiful, sensitive, empathetic, emotional world that we know is possible on the other side. So that's my rant. And I am sending so much of my love to everybody out there. I'm thinking of you. I want to hear from you. And I hope this is helpful. And I will make sure to talk to you guys soon. Have a beautiful week ahead.